Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. This episode is brought to you by Holding Out Help. Holding Out Help is a nonprofit agency that provides those from a polygamous background with the care, support, and resources to become independent and self-sufficient. It all began when the founder took in families being kicked down or choosing to leave this lifestyle. And sadly, most of them came with the clothes on their back, uneducated, abused, and certain they had lost their salvation. Now, this family knew more needed to be done, so they started holding out help in 2008. They now provide a safe place of healing with all the resources needed to get them back on their feet. The best gift that they offer, though, is unconditional love. You can get involved by watching their website and social media pages as they often post current needs there. Go to their website at holdingouthelp.org or visit their Facebook and Instagram page at holdingouthelp or even contact them at 801-548-3492. The other day I was at a luncheon and I'm typically a person who likes to have that people-person connection and I can chat about pretty much anything. But a guy asked me a question and I went and kind of, you know, that tongue-tied feeling. (laughs) Perhaps you can relate. So often we can enter conversations a little unsure of how things are going to turn out, or in my case, we just kind of go blank. Perhaps you dread that business dinner or social gathering or even date because you just aren't sure what you will have in common with other people or if you'll have anything to talk about at all. Well, today we have with us Tony Toscano, who is here to help us to have more natural and enjoyable conversations no matter the situation. Tony is a nationally recognized movie critic and a film historian who has been reviewing films for over 25 years. Beginning as a film critic on a CBS affiliate in Salt Lake City, he then went on to KJAZZ TV in Salt Lake, where he hosted the popular movie review show. Tony has successfully syndicated his own TV program, Talking Pictures, and is seen on over 200 stations across the country. Amazing. His reviews have been published in the New York Times and other respected journals. His in-depth conversations with such notable stars as Ben Affleck, Mel Gibson, Steven Spielberg, Julia Roberts, she's a favorite of mine, Gwyneth Paltrow, and of course, Denzel Washington. They show a different and more relaxed side of celebrities. In fact, in 2002, Talking Pictures was awarded an Emmy for Outstanding Achievement in Interview Programming. So truly, none better to help us out today than Tony. Tony, thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. It's a pleasure, Holly. It's good to catch up with you. You too. Now, I love watching you on your show. You have such a way of making feel people just feel welcome and comfortable and as if they're your best friend. And so I'm excited for us to learn from you today. So let's just kick off with that first question of just tell us, how did you get started doing interviews, let alone your own show? And how did that all just come into fruition? Well, you know, that that intro that you read is a little off because I'm celebrating my 53rd year in in doing all of this. And so when I was on the radio in a small town in Southern California, I, uh, I was hosting a uh, big band music program. And my very first interview was a call in. I didn't know I, he was calling. It was Frank Sinatra. And he called in and said, Hey, I want you to play some of my music, kid. You know? And I said, Mr. Sinatra, can I put you on the air and, and ask you a few questions? And that was my first interview. 
And so that was uh, that was when it all started. And I said, you know, I like doing this. I like this feeling. I was just a kid, you know, at the time. And uh, it blossomed. I worked very hard on, on understanding film. I went to a lot of different colleges and a lot of different educational things and worked on sets and became familiar with, uh, with what happens on a movie set. So I can identify in my interviews some of the obstacles that celebrities go through if they're motion picture actors and television actors. And so we, to answer your question, that's how it all came to, to be. In my life, I've interviewed you know, hundreds and hundreds of people, but some of my favorites were when I was very young, like Jimmy Stewart and John Wayne and those names. And then it just developed. To have Frank Sinatra, though, as your first interview. I mean, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> now, you speak, as you mentioned, you speak with so many people through interviews in your show. How do you prep for those interviews? I mean, some of those have got to be pretty intimidating. You know, here it is. A lot of people over prep. And I rely on conversation when I'm talking with someone. I don't really like, you know, I, I do like my homework. I, I, I list out things that I want to talk about. Then I crumple up that paper and throw it away. Because mm. I know it's in my mind and I let the conversation happen. So in prepping for something, yeah, I do my background. I know if, uh, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow was taking dancing lessons when she was eight and all of that. But the conversation really is about the other person. It's not about you. Right. And when you sit there with notes and you're doing this and, you know, and you're not paying attention to how the conversation is going, you lose that spontaneity in the interview. Absolutely. Uh, that makes so much sense of just being able to be in the moment and attentive to what the person is actually saying, not expecting what you're going to say next. Now, you do have this just a way of, of having guests just feel so relaxed and at ease in those conversations and taking them in that natural way. What is your secret to that? I know that you mentioned no note taking and you just kind of go with the conversation, but not everyone can really carry on that conversation as to what to say next. So what is kind of a secret or a tip that you would share with us? It's, it's really being yourself and throwing yourself into it. I find that if you joke with somebody a little bit, they, 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 their walls come down. Yeah. And they remember that interview. So the next time your name pops up, they go, oh, yeah, he's, I really like talking to him or her. And so it's putting somebody at ease in the very first few seconds. Right. And letting them know you're not an adversary. You're there to find out information. In fact, all interviews should be, the interviewer should pretend that they're on a train for 10 minutes with somebody else sitting in front of them, and they got to find out everything they need to know about that person before the next stop. I like that. That sounds like a fun game. <laughs> Now, in, in this train that we're sitting in and, and trying to find out as much as possible in that 10 minutes, are there things in other people's body language or tone that you watch for? You know, those cues, whether they be uh, verbal or, or nonverbal. Yeah. I, I, well, first of all, in a live interview setting, how somebody's sitting and how somebody's feet are pointing and how their you know head is cocked and all that should tell you within the first millisecond of you know, are they going to enjoy an interview? Um, and that's training. That's part of 
the education of doing this for so long. Uh, some people take a little longer to read somebody else. Some people walk into a room and can't read the room, and that's where the awkward jokes come. You know, when people look and go, well, you know, this is a funeral. Read the room. But most of it is, as I said, putting somebody at ease and letting them know that, you know, you're, you're a friendly adversary. You know, they, people want to give up They want to give up information. They don't really want to hold back, but they got to have a reason to. They got to trust. Right. Right. Well, it seems to be that that biggest challenge or I mean, you mentioned reading the room and and I say that all the time to my son, read the room before you do your joke or whatever you're going to say. So I totally can relate with that in our family. But what seems to be that biggest fear or challenge that people have when entering those conversations? So they don't always see it as an interview per se or being able to read that room. Yeah, well, you can have kind of an adversarial feeling in a room because somebody doesn't want to, you know, really talk or they're in a bad mood. I've been in situations like that before. And you just have to muddle through the best you can. I mean, if somebody's going to be obnoxious in an interview or won't answer your questions directly, it it's up to you as the interviewer to make that interview the best you can. But there are some people that just, you know, are there by contract, like some actors I can, I'll mention maybe later. Um, that just don't like doing interviews or they've had a bad day. They just got to notice that their husband is divorcing them or something. And you, again, it goes back to reading the room, the body language and all of that. And, and being a human being, I've stopped interviews. Uh, and in one time with, with Drew Barrymore and just said, let's stop. Drew, are you okay? And she basically broke down and, and this was when she was, uh, dealing with Tom Green and told me the whole story. And you have to understand that some of that is not for public display. Right. And you have to be trusted. You can't do this for 50 years and not be trusted. I, I love that vulnerability that she was able to share with you. And it, and it sounds like that's basically like a, in a way, a conversation failure story and, and, and being able to stop it and say, okay, wait, what can, what can we do with this? And then also what you can take away from that. Back in the older days, when I was starting out and I dealt with Tommy Lee Jones, who's well-known to eight reporters. And over time, I became friends with Tommy Lee, made very good friends. But my first couple of times with Tommy was, hey, you go back outside of this room and you come up with some good questions. And you're shocked. I mean, women went out crying, you know, because it's more than just how did it feel to play this part? Tommy's a very deep and and, 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 and intelligent guy and wants to be taxed in an interview and not just thrown softball questions. And so that's the difference between a real interview and, and fluffy entertainment report. Yeah. Now, what what tools or resources have helped you in both your personal and professional life to better just converse with others and be ready for any and all situations you find yourself in, whether it be in an interview or just a day-to-day conversation? Well, I read a lot, and I, my, my interests vary so much from carpentry to horticulture to, you know, uh, sea monsters and UFOs and all kinds of weird stuff. So in finding common ground... You have to know a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Because you don't know what that other person is into it. And if you read, you know, their bio, uh, for example, one actor uh, collects stamps. Well, do a little research on that and, and find some common ground. And that opens up that door for trust again. Every conversation, whether it's family, whether it's business, whether it's a, an interview, common ground is, is the first most important thing you've got to establish. You know, are you a foodie? Do you enjoy, what's your favorite restaurant? Where did you buy those shoes? Those sound, sound like really fluffy questions, but it tells me something about them. It's establishing that connection, that common ground. So what advice would you give to our listeners for perhaps that upcoming business conference that they have to attend or a social holiday party, especially coming into the summer, you know, all the family gatherings that are getting ready to happen when they're dreading that conversation or or just not sure where to find that common ground? What are some practical tips that they can apply in connecting? Well, other than practice, you know, and I don't, I don't mean memorize stuff. I mean, just practice talking. There's, a lot of little things you can do. I mean, I, you know, I take every so often improv classes because it helps you think and listen to the other person. Everybody wants to get their point across, but it's better if you listen and then establish your point and you're not interrupting people because people like to be heard. And if you come up with quick answers... The feeling is, well, he didn't hear me. He just came up with an answer. And you have to think about things and listen and weigh not only what they're saying, but what the meaning behind what they're saying is. So with that said, is there a favorite conversation you've had, a favorite interview you've had, and why? Well, I knew Robin Williams for 40 years. And every time I sat with Robin Williams, it was basically, hi, Robin. And then he would just go off on, on a tangent. So that was... Very little work and always a great interview. I, I love chatting with George Clooney. George, uh, we have some some great roots because Nick Clooney, his dad, used to be the anchor at Channel 13 News here in Utah. I did not know that. And George would come out and I'd go movies with George. And, you know, we became really good friends. In fact, I was in that kind of circle with Richard Kind and, uh, you know, Bonnie Hunt. And, you know, we, we used to go have dinners together while he was here. But it's also establishing yourself as a professional. Uh, my favorite interviews, like I said, are, are Robin Williams, Jeff Goldblum, who I'm interviewing later this week uh, for Jurassic World. He is just the sweetest guy. And it's also a feeling for me of being remembered by these people. Oh, my gosh, it's Tony, and how are you? And I haven't seen you since we had dinner and blah, blah, blah. But again, after 50 years, you kind of establish yourself as somebody that they like to talk to. Um, it's easier to tell you who I don't like to talk to because, because they're just kind of hard to deal with. Like Helen, Helen Hunt is a very difficult interview and she doesn't want to be interviewed. And so it's like pulling teeth. So there's, there's both sides of the fence on that. But you just have to go in and be a professional and, and do your job. And if interviewing is your job, then you've got to do it all the time. 
Yeah. Now you touched base on something there that I, I think is very important. And that is being remembered. Because I think, as you mentioned earlier, we all want to connect, we all want to be able to talk and, and just share what's going on or, or whatever might be in our day. But being remembered is so important because there's so much intentionality behind that. Now, in your case, you're dealing with a lot of celebrities that, hello, we know their faces as we see them, right? They've been on posters everywhere. But any tips or tricks for just remembering people? I associate people with good times and and try to make that connection. I know that it's very difficult in in the real world to walk up to a celebrity like I can and, and chat with them. But if you're talking to your boss and things like that, it's always good to just kind of have a good rapport with people. Be the person that makes somebody laugh or, you know, carries their books or, or whatever. I, I, I remember just something recently I did. It was with um, Kristen Chenoweth. We all know who Kristen Chenoweth is, right? And uh, I started the interview with a story, and she thought I was going one way with it, and I went another way with it. I said, you know, we were in an elevator uh, together, and I was feeling depressed and sad. And, and I remember as the doors closed, you looked at me and said, three, please. And uh, she just busted up laughing because it, it went a different way. So people remember stuff like that. So, Tony, here on Holly's Highlights, we have a signature question. So if you could go back and encourage, inspire, or equip yourself as a child, what would you tell your young self? Learn the carpet business. No, I, I, <laughs> I can't think of something like that, honestly, because the mistakes that I've made in my life have all taken me down this road. The worst things that have happened, like getting fired or, or you know, um, falling asleep on a midnight radio show, you know, all of that informs who I am now. You know, Shatner, uh, I'm, a, I'm a science fiction fan. Shatner in Star Trek, I think The Voyage Home or something like that, had a great line. He said, I don't need my pain. I'm not me without all the pain and the, 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 the falling down that I did. So if I were to go back, you know, just, just keep, keep trying. In the, in the darkest moments that you have, and we all have, where you don't think this career is going well or people are walking all over you and You've got to believe in yourself. If everybody in the world tells you you should be a shoe salesman and you want to be an actor, be an actor. That's your dream. You know, don't 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 always play it safe. I like that. Don't always play it safe. So, Tony, for our listeners, where can they connect with you or watch you or check you out in some of these interviews that you're doing? Well, Talking Pictures, my show, is now retired, and I started a new show called Screen Chatter, which is a one-on-one interview program with one celebrity every week. So we've had people on like Perry Gilpin from Frasier and Richard Kind, and I just interviewed Dan Dotson from Storage Wars. And it's, it's, it's a show about their progress, how they started, their failures, how they made it to where they are today. And so it's a fun show. It's greenchatter.com. And you can catch all my interviews on the website. Uh, Plus we give away DVDs and movie tickets and stuff like that for people in Utah. So it's a lot of fun. 
Awesome. Screenchatter.com. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes too. Well, Tony, my friend, thank you so much for coming on. You have a gift for being able to talk about anything at any time. And, and I appreciate you just equipping us with your tips and tricks. Next time we'll talk about gourmet cooking because I'm also a chef. Ooh, okay. I will take you up on that. I would love to hear more about that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. I appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day. You. you too. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.